Hey guys, this is Ivana and Derek, and we are Till Til Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. And today we have two of our favorite people in the world, Caitlin Cook. Yes. Kayla and Greer. you guys, you guys already know Caitlin. Yeah, I already know her. She's for the podcast. World famous. If you do not know her, make sure to check out every other podcast she's in, and not podcast, but every other vlog she's in it. Yeah, and the world famous Yodelist. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is our first time doing a podcast with friends and so we're excited um i call kayla and caitlin my personal prophets and so we are giving you insight into some really really amazing people yes (laughs) i said wow (laughs) okay so babe what are we talking about today uh let's talk about weak prophetic words what are weak prophetic words is that a thing that's a great question why don't we ask the prophets? What does that even mean? I've got an idea. Tell us. Okay, yeah. um, I feel like we experience weak prophetic words in cultures that have not been taught by prophets on how to hear the voice of the Lord. And so we see that a lot in churches where um, the prophetic culture hasn't been stewarded. And so there's just a lot of young young Christians, young sons and daughters, but very young and in hearing the voice of the Lord, and so when they give a prophetic word, it'll be very broad. It's very hard to sense what it even means. Um, it's not necessarily like they're hearing directly from the Lord something that is broad in sense, but it's that they they have trouble honing in on what exactly the Lord is saying, and so it kind of feels all over the place. We call it throwing paint at a wall. It's like they're just trying to guess mm-hmm. um, and just really lacks clarity and precision. So can we, let's do it as basic as we can to start for those, because we were obviously like at a, at a very prophetic house mm-hmm. and we come from all of us feeling like we can hear from the Lord. But Caitlin, you talked this to my dad, like how, how do you know when it's the Lord's voice? How do you know that it's him talking to you? And like when you have to deliver a word, like how do you filter that? You can hold it. Okay, I trust great. you. Wow. Okay. So what was the question again? <laughs> How do you know it's the Lord's voice? Uh-huh. And like, how do you filter that to give someone a word? So that way it's not a weak prophetic word. Mm. For a little closer. Oh, sorry. Like if you have a mustache. Mm. <laughs> um, how to know it's the Lord. I feel like it always just comes back to the word of God. You know, like um, reading the word and getting established in the word of like recognizing his voice because it's already in us, like, once we put our faith in Jesus and are born again, like, the, our nature is to hear his voice, our Father's voice, and in John 10, it talks about, like, the, the, I'm the shepherd and the sheep know my voice, and so, and they follow me, so it's, like, already, if you just believe, like, okay, I hear the voice of the Lord like that that's important already as your identity like believing that you you do hear from him because if you question that that then it's going to get really confusing in general um and so really it's like the word of God believing what he says about you like your identity and how it like doesn't go against scripture um it's comforting it's exhorting it leads you back to the Lord like it's not something that creates this feeling of like unsettling and it's not like the lord told me you're gonna die tomorrow right like it it's there's peace connected to it no matter 
what it may be like if even if it's like a correction or rebuke there will be peace and grace in that voice it will never feel like shame it will never make you question your identity in him because he's your father he would never be like you know like shunning you and um so and it talks about that in matthew 7 i believe too but um it produces peace that's so good kayla what do you feel is the difference between a word of knowledge and a prophetic word um a word of knowledge Really, I feel like the difference between getting a word of knowledge and receiving a prophetic word for someone is a word of knowledge is leading unto um, something else. And so a word of knowledge is, is, I feel like, always a faith builder. Mm -hmm. Like, is there someone in the room with knee pain? Okay, and then they're like, wow, I have knee pain. And it builds their faith to believe that. God God saw and mm-hmm. knows that their knee hurts, and yeah. so it builds faith for them to receive either healing or um, my parents' knee hurts, and it gives them faith to believe that they can go home and pray for healing. Mm-hmm. Or I just feel like a word of knowledge is an activator and a faith builder, mm-hmm. and a word of uh, and a prophetic word um, doesn't it doesn't lead unto something all the time, but it gives vision and. Um, it can build faith, but I feel like prophetic words are more for vision and guidance from the Lord through the body. That's good. So this is one for the both of you, and, mm-hmm. and babe, you can jump into this. So both of you are really big dreamers. Like, you guys get a lot of dreams. Mostly Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Caitlin is a huge dreamer. Mm-hmm. Like, she just gets, like, multiple dreams every mm-hmm. night. She's actually... So she had a dream about Derek and I, well, just me pretty much getting married, but she was like, he's really tall mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. And this was like three months before Derek and I got together. This is the beginning of the year. This is the beginning of the year. Um, and so how do you steward dreams? Like when you get a dream like that for yourself or for someone else or like Kayla, let's say you get, like, how do you steward those words? Or like if someone gives you a dream or a word, how do you steward that? I'm going to give you the mic so you can have it. Caitlin. Both of you can. I'm also holding Kayla's hand behind. She is. Oh, you are a great source of comfort. (laughs) Um, with the dreams when I receive a dream, you know, because dreams can be kind of weird, you know. Yes. You have to really just ask the Lord, and it really there's like no part of you that's like that can play a role of like this was for me and this was for that person. When when you receive the dream, it immediately has to be like, okay, Lord, what is this? You yeah. know, like, and he's the interpreter, you know, of the dream that he gave you. He knows exactly what it means. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it really involves waiting on the Lord, wow. typically. Like, I have a dream and I learned very early on that most of those dreams, like, are prophetic but they won't happen like pieces of the dreams don't happen for a little bit the meaning being like revealed or what happens in the dream like literally happens in real life and most of the time it just takes some time and I think the Lord's teaching me a lot through that of what it means to like wait on him and his word and treasure his word you know um but when I receive them I'll know for sure if it's for somebody else because that person is, like, um, highlighted. highlighted in the dream. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'll just ask the Lord, like, what part of the dream do I share? There's obviously, like, directional dreams that you're kind of like, okay, Lord, should I even share this or should I just pray about this for that person, you know? Wow. Um, That's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it could throw people off a little bit, you know, like the dream and, like, it's even a, a, a time of intercession, you know, dreams, I think, with the Lord. Like, he gives you, like, these broad words which you can go into, like, prophetic, but um, even in dreams, like, vision for you. And you're like, well, this is literally just for me and the Lord to just walk in together, yeah. you know, and uh, invite other people into that. So That's so good. So when someone comes, say, well, let's just do an example. Stewardship for how if Caitlin comes to me with a dream, um, what I do is I first I just listen, um, and then I take it to the Lord in prayer. And those yeah. are the, that's that's how you steward. Yeah. When people come to you with the word, you don't immediately grab it and own it. You don't immediately. Um, take it as God's truth, like you always test it, and you go get alone, you bring it before the Lord, and you ask him, Father, is this from you? And you wait on the Lord. I feel like most of the prophetic and dream world is, is it's waiting. Yeah, It's waiting. patience, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a lot of trust. Because mm-hmm. when Caitlin gets these dreams and they don't happen immediately, it's not like an immediate thing. God, God's not... Not all the time when he gives dreams is he doing something immediately with that dream. He gives it to us to, like, treasure in our heart and trust that he's the one that gave the dream and he'll be the one to give the interpretation and he'll be the one to fulfill it. And so you don't really have to do anything. You just wait on the Lord. One of the things that some of our listeners or viewers might not know is, like, that the Lord is speaking or that he always wants to talk to you, but the reality is that like you're one with him and you're righteous. Mm-hmm. But when you feel like you're not hearing the voice of God or where you feel like, okay, I'm in the middle of chaos, like I have no clue, I need to make a decision, like Derek and I are like, Lord, we need clarity. Um, like what either practical or like obviously spiritual things do you do and do you stand on? Mm-hmm. in order to get yourself back to be this place. Like, of course I hear the Lord. Because you mentioned it, like, just believe. So John 6 says, like, our job is to believe. It works. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And so all we do is, like, we believe what he said. Mm-hmm. And so what What are some practical things you do to bring yourself back to being like, yes, I can hear the Lord, even if I don't hear for this specific thing? Um, I think it takes remembrance. Um like looking back at previous seasons, previous words sometimes, like maybe the Lord's not speaking something right now because he's already spoken, you know, like, and you have to like steward that still and like go back and remember. And it's just like, there's some seasons where it, you, you don't really hear him. And Bill Johnson says this, like, you don't hear him, but he's, you feel his nearness and his nearness is his voice, you know, like, He's like, I'm with you, you know, like maybe you don't need to know the Lord and the Lord knows, you know? Um, so remembrance and like the word, (laughs) like just go back to the word and, um, a practical thing, like reading the word, but also there's power in fasting, you know, like when you need that direction or clarity and you feel the grace, like from, from the Lord to like enter into a time of fasting, whatever it may look like, food or media or whatever. Um, I feel like there's a lot of grace on that, and the Lord 
sees that in secret, you know, and he'll reward you. So I think even more so day to day life, it's so important to hear the voice of the Lord. Like we, I need it. I'll go crazy without it. I have gone crazy without it. (laughs) Um, and I feel like practical things, if you're not hearing the voice of the Lord, um, most of the time it's probably because you just have idols in your life. Address that. Yeah. Um, so Good luck, yeah. address that, please. Um, I actually just went through this recently, and they all know it. So they were walking, walking with me through it. But I went on a faith journey with the Lord, um, and I couldn't hear his voice. And I ended up in a place with no money where I knew no nobody, and I didn't know how I was going to move forward, and I couldn't hear his voice. And, um, here I am, I'm alive. So he spoke, um, he spoke spoke and, um, the Lord in his kindness never withholds, um, from sons and daughters. He doesn't remove his presence from you. Um, so praise God, you're never alone. Even if you can't hear his voice, his presence, his wraparound presence is with you. But in that moment, I was bound by fear and, I believed that God had left me, um, and I was worshiping worry and fear. And it's really easy to know that you've worshiped worry and that you've worshiped fear when all your thoughts are like a hurricane around your head. And um, you can't hear a single thing even. You can't even approach God because you're not... You're not like in a place where you can set your your like your concentration even to to look at him. You can, but you're not because you're looking at worry. And I was just in a place where uh, worry engulfed me, and I was believing that God had left me. God had abandoned, or God had abandoned me. He was not good, and he did not keep his word. And then he by his mercy and his grace, shepherded me out of those beliefs by telling me, hey, you be- you don't believe I'm good. And then in honesty, I was like, no, I don't believe you're good. And he's like, why do you not believe I'm good? And I said, because you didn't do these things. And he, he in his kindness said, I never said that I would do that, but I did do this. And so he's really good to shepherd us out of that. But cool. what it really took for me, like I didn't even repent, um, to get to that place. It, that was mercy from the Lord because I didn't deserve him to come into that place when I was worshiping um, fear and worry. But in his mercy, he came and spoke to me. But most of the time, it's conviction from the Holy Spirit. I can't hear God because I'm so caught up in my own life. I'm so self-focused and I'm so worried about my own problems that I can't be still long enough to hear him. Wow. And so just repent and look to Jesus uh, plead the blood and the body, take communion. The blood and the body, yeah. The blood and the body, take communion. Look at that for 10 minutes and then go sit and be still and God will speak. Amen. The gospel. Um, And so we are at around 17 minutes right now. We're going to take a break and we will share part two at some other point. Um, But we hope this blessed you. We love you. We love them. They're amazing. They did great. Round of applause. And we'll see you guys. That's Betty. And we'll see you guys in part two. Love you.